1: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us through the course of this week, you know that we're speaking about an enlarged heart. And speaking of the heart, we started every program by quoting Matthew chapter 6 verse 21, which says, "Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." We also quoted Proverbs 23:26, which says, "My son, give me thine heart." So we know the heart is the center of our lives and God wants to effect make it effectual so that we can be all that he's called us to be. And during the course of the week, we spoke about a racehorse named Secretariat, who in 1973, uh, he won the triple crown, that is the Preakness, the the Belmont Stakes, and the Kentucky Derby, which were altogether longer races than he had ever ran before. And the miraculous thing was that he won the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths, uh, a feat never done before, and to the best of my knowledge, never done since. He, when he died, they performed an autopsy and it was found that he had a heart that was two and a half times the size of the average size for race horses. So his enlarged heart enabled him to go far beyond what he was capable of doing in the natural. And I believe that's true for us as well. We spoke about King Solomon when God asked him a question in First Kings three five, and asked him, what do you wish me to give you? What a rebel! What a question that is, and what would we answer to that question? His answer was so. He said, "So give thy servant an understanding heart to judge the people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge such a great people as yours?" That was. He said that in First Kings three nine, and then we read in First Kings three ten, we read that it was pleasing to in the sight of the Lord that Solomon asked this thing from the Lord. so And because he asked this thing and did not ask for personal wealth or something for himself, he says, I have accorded to you words as well as given you what you have asked for. And he said he enlarged King Solomon's heart. And I'd like to clarify that what Shelley is talking about with us, with humans is our spiritual heart. Because to have a natural and large heart is a hindrance. But a spiritual heart, to be enlarged, has no boundaries because we will be like the Lord. Again, I want to quote 1 Kings 4, verse 29, which says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. And this is enlargement of the heart and enabled Solomon to be so much more than he was able to on his own. And that's what enabling. That's what enabled Paul to say, for example, in Philippians 3.12, I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which I was also laid hold of by Christ Jesus. And in the next verse he says, I press on toward the goal For the prize of the high upward call of God in Christ Jesus, this is the result of having a heart that's enlarged by God, and we focused in on Psalm 119 verse 32, which says this: "I shall run the way of thy commandments, for thy will, thy thou, I'm sorry, for thy will enlarge my heart." Again, why was Solomon such an incredibly rich man in the knowledge of God? that's what the reason was God enlarged his hearts. Other translations say uh, what Psalm 132 said, but they ended by saying, you will give me a willing heart. Another version says, when my heart is free. And another one says, when you broaden my understanding. So when God touches your heart, it encompasses so much in our entire life because God lives in our heart through the Spirit. And we have that ability to ask God to in, enlarge our hearts that we could be all that he's called us to be. Uh, and running, he says he run after the the commandments. It's, it's a faster pace with more exertion made possible with an enlarged heart. Hebrews twelve one, for example, says, Lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Here's a quote from Charles Spurgeon. Let the affections be aroused and eagerly set on divine things, and our actions will be full of force, swiftness, and delight. I believe our heart will delight the Lord's heart when he enlarges our heart. And all we have to do is ask him to do that. We read in 1 John 5:3, For this is the love of God, that when we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments only, uh, uh, for example, in the Old Testament. We're talking about the commandments throughout the both Old and New Testaments. When our hearts are enlarged, we will delight to do the Lord's will and embrace his word. The whole scope of our life is enlarged, but our hearts are enlarged. For example, we need an enlarged heart to receive all that God has already given us. Listen to these verses that an enlarged heart can can, uh, satisfy God with when we receive this. A good example is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not calamity, to give you a future and a hope. That's an enormous gift of God. We need an enlarged heart to receive that. It says in Exodus 19:5. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice, And keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Now we know this has specific reference to the people of Israel, but it encompasses us all. Remember when we get saved, we become part of the commonwealth of Israel. The promises that came to Israel can easily be applied to the promises of the church today because we as well as even unsaved Israel are God's special possession. Let's read 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 9 but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for God's own possession that you may proclaim that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. The very fact that God called us out of darkness, which we were in before we knew Him, into His marvelous light is such an enormous, dramatic change in our life that we need an enlarged heart to even receive something of this magnitude. This is the purpose of enlarging our heart. Let's continue. Let's see what John 14, verses 2 and 3 says. In my Father's house are many dwelling places, Another version says, many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. This is speaking of eternity. God is in heaven, and he's calling us to be in heaven so we could spend eternity in his presence. Now tell me that's not a a humongous, great provision that God has provided for us. And if our heart is not enlarged, and we still stay with hardness or sin in our lives, we can't receive these things. God wants purity of heart, and that purity can come when we ask the Lord to enlarge our hearts, give us greater wisdom, give us greater understanding. Give us greater obedience to observe your commandments and we will enjoy the fullness of what God has for us. Let's look at Revelation 21, verses 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them, and he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall no longer be any death. There shall no longer be any mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. That's an incredible promise of God which will come to pass. we just like to add a few more scriptures so you get the sense of what an enlarged heart can do for us. We said before, but I want to repeat it, Psalm 119, verse 2. Blessed are they that seek Him With the whole heart, Psalm 119, verse 10. With my whole heart, I have thought of thee. Wow, incredible. Let's go to verse 11. Thy word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. That's an enormous place to be with the word hidden in our hearts so that we might not sin against God. This is such a glorious place to be with the Lord. It's having that word alive in us so that we will stay pure and that we might not sin against the Lord. Let's go to verse 12, where David says, I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes. What a positive, powerful verse that is. Have we inclined our heart to perform the services for God? We go to Proverbs 4.23, and it says, um, I'm sorry, let's skip that. Let's go to Ephesians three twenty. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. What is the power that works in us? It's the Holy Spirit. To him be the glory in Christ Jesus and to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. May we all ask the Lord for for an enlargement of hearts. This being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen and recite the Shema. And if you want to recite it with us, please join us. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Thank you, Lord, for all that you accomplish and want to accomplish in each one of us as believers in the Lord. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for
1: joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And...